Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 87 of Be With Me. We're in the book of Acts, and we're going to get into some conflict today. I'm going to title this, We're Turning to dot, 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 you. It's where, where the gospel goes from primarily being focused on the Jews to being primarily focused on the Gentiles. It's a huge moment in church history. This is from uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 42. Listen to this. As they went out, the people begged that these things might be told them the next Sabbath, because Paul had just been done telling them about resurrection, eternal life, and forgiveness of sins, and they were pretty jazzed about it. Verse 43. And after meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who, as they spoke with them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what was spoken by Paul, get this, reviling him. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. There's the big moment. For so as the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. So he cites a passage from Isaiah 49. All right, so this they're in Pisidian Antioch. It's a large city. 10,000 soldiers were stationed there. They think maybe there was 50,000 other people there. It was a city of a, of a mile square. And so it says almost the whole city turned gathered to hear. So certainly thousands of people turn out to hear uh, Paul for this. And this is what causes the the Jews, when they see the crowds, to, to bring opposition. Now, let's pay attention to the opposition. There's two parts to the opposition. One is they oppose the message. They contradict what is spoken by Paul. That's all fair game. But then they go kind of below the belt, and then they revile Paul. Now, what's reviling? Reviling is when you speak against not an idea, not an argument against an idea. You know, here's how I disagree with you. It's it's you seek to demean and denigrate the person. You attack the person. You attack not the message. You attack the messenger. And it's uh, either blaspheme or slander or defame to speak irreverently and disrespectfully about and it's done like with without care. It's like dropping evil and profane words. It makes me think of a passage in uh, in First Peter chapter two, when Peter is describing how this happened to Jesus and how we're supposed to be mindful of what happened to Jesus and respond like he does. In fact, it uses a a word. Uh, uh, which we're supposed to follow his example, which is the the Greek word for underwriting. That is, if you're tracing over something, he would be the underwriting, and we trace over. In other words, do it just like he does. This is a passage from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. For this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if you sin and are beaten for it, you endure 
But if you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. In other words, this pleases God if you do this part of Christian persecution correctly. Verse 21. For this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, the underwriting, the, 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 the example to trace over, if you will, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, Jesus was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued, and here's the big answer, how do you do this? He continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So this is something in First Peter, we, we find that this is a wonderful thing in the eyes of God if you do this right. Get your insides correct, be mindful of God. The outside is to endure unjust suffering. And how do you do that? By entrusting yourself to him. You don't attack the person, you don't go back, you don't revile in return, that this is this is a gracious thing in the uh, sight of God and it can actually please God. It's how you answer this type of suffering. He's left us an example on how do we handle reviling when someone attacks us personally. In my reading, and I, I probably might be wrong about this, but I think this is either the first or maybe among the first, I can't think of another one, where Paul is is experienced personal persecution. So this is it gets he's persecuted and has a lot of bad things happen to him from here on out. But I think this is the first time that Paul has to respond in a holy way, in a way that pleases God, by entrusting himself uh, to the Lord, being mindful of God, keeping his head correct, enduring the suffering, and not you know, re-attacking, not having deceit in his mouth, not reviling, return, not threatening, and ending up in trusting in the Lord. All right, so I, a couple things I like about this passage. Number one, I love the enthusiasm uh, that the people have, where they they literally fall Paul and Barnabas around after the service. I, I gotta t- you gotta tell me more, and you gotta come back next week, which they which they do. The other thing I liked is that Paul is a real person. You know, we think of him as this great holy guy, which, you know, he was and also wasn't. Uh, so he, he went from this position of having respectability before man. He was a very respected person. And here we find now that he is uh, getting reviled. He's getting personally attacked for being such a knucklehead and following the Lord, I guess. But the the big picture is this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And then the final thing I like, obviously, is I love that the message is now turning to the Gentile because I, probably like you, are one of those Gentiles, and you're the person that the message gets turned to, and eventually, 2,000 years later, you've probably gotten this message. So it's a, it's a great thing. All right, I hope you get reviled today. It probably means you're doing something right. If so, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.